You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast. The guys have left. It is uh, 10 o'clock as we record this. It's Monday. It's frigid. Uh, and this podcast can be a little bit different there, Al Dukes. That's right, Jerry. We have Andrew in studio today. Uh, say hello, Andrew. Hello, everybody. Andrew, you bid uh, last year on uh, the, uh, what's the organization? Hungerthon. Hungerthon. Why to, Hunger? Why Hunger? Yep. <clears throat> to come in and uh, visit with the show. What took you so long? It's Hungerthon already this week <laughs> coming up. It's to... 52 weeks later. <laughs> I had to make my way up to uh, New York City. It's not exactly. Oh, where are you from? He doesn't live here. Oh. I'm from Maryland. Oh, you're from Maryland. Yes. Wow. That's why I said they're spending a weekend in this godforsaken city because they're from Maryland. Oh, okay. So you spent, you came up when? Friday? That's correct, yes. And uh, you came with your friend? What's your friend's name over there? Shashank. Shashank. I did Google him, by the way. You did? Mm-hmm. I want to see what's going on, Jerry. Okay. What'd did you, you do a, a full background check, too? No, I just saw that uh, he looked like he had, like, a real job, and I was like, oh, this guy knows, like, uh, you know, is in business. <laughs> 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 he looked like a business-type guy, Jerry. Jobs we don't understand. Yeah, jobs we do not understand. Don't, you have an office job, uh, Andrew? Uh, I do. I uh, am an accountant. Oh, my gosh. See, this is what Jerry and I would love to know. When you <laughs> get to work, do you have, like, you know what you're doing from time you were there till you Pretty hit much. lunchtime and then you go home so i do people's taxes so like when we have when it's time to prepare taxes yeah. i have stuff to do okay but like right about now there's not a whole lot going on so what do so. you do? Yeah, what right, do you do perfect a day like tomorrow you're gonna go back into the office it's we're kind of in between the whole thing yeah business taxes are done personal taxes not yet so you just hanging out and doing like black friday shopping Oh, more or less, yeah. I, I sign in, I check my email, see if anybody wants anything from me. If they wow. do, I'll I'll do it. If not, then I'll just uh So you just hang whatever. out. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Oh, it sounds so awesome. Well, yes, but it's not awesome in February, March, and April. Well, let me ask you this. Why are some people still didn't get their tax returns yet? Their refunds? Yeah, refunds. Um, they probably paper filed their taxes, so which means they signed it, printed it out, signed it, and mailed it into the IRS. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that takes like ten times as long for the IRS to process. And they didn't have electronic debit information included on the tax return, oh, which see. means they actually mail a paper check. Oh, to they you. want a paper check. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on TurboTax? Great. <laughs> it's, it's from ninety percent of people that don't. I don't take itemized deductions. It's 
perfectly fine. Because I think Jerry thinks like by me doing TurboTax, like I'm missing. No, out. I don't. And I think I am missing out on deductions. I know. I never said that. Because I, because you have a, I think you have a simple return. But I feel like I could be. Everyone thinks everything's right offable. They're like, oh, you, you, um, oh, you drive oh, to Andrew, work. Andrew, this is right down his alley. <laughs> Don't I be mean, like this. Oh, you drive to work. You can deduct your gas. <laughs> That's no, what my friends can't. all say. I go, no, I can't. You cannot because you get a W two from Odyssey. I presume. Right. So you cannot employee expenses uh, for somebody that you. If you get a W two, you cannot. If you owned your own business, like Jerry and his cornhole, and he had to travel. For like a cornhole oh, convention. How about oh, this? Jimmy cornhole conventions <laughs> this summer. <laughs> I like this. Okay. Yes, that would be. Um, and then if you have a a car that you use for um, for, for your cornhole business, or you need a truck, or you need like a, a Ford Raptor oh, to so carry. Let's talk. So if I got a truck <laughs> because I got to move boards back and forth, is that fully deductible? <laughs> if it's fully if it's fully used for business, it is. Yeah. How about that? People also think this deductible means I get all the money. Oh, no. No, it does not. So basically, whatever your marginal tax rate, that's the you multiply that by the deduction amount. That's the amount of tax you're actually saving. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Might have to get a truck now. (laughs) Does your family ask you to do their taxes? They do, yes. And theirs is uh, surprisingly not simple. Well, it is now, but they lived in, um, my parents lived in different states before, so we had to file. Uh, both in California and in Maryland, yeah. and we had to split the income. You ever see when you're doing someone's taxes that they're up to something? <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> but like uh, like former President Bush once yeah. said, don't ask, don't tell. Right. That's true. <laughs> That's true. People just hiding money in the He's islands. Like, mm, this doesn't look like a real tax deduction. <laughs> I mean, my coworker once found somebody who tried to write off her, um, like, freezing her embryos. As a uh, tax expense. As, as a future. tax expense? Yeah, I don't know what business she was really doing that that would be oh my God. necessary. Future employees. But... <laughs> <laughs> They're frozen right now, though. <laughs> That's wild. Oh my God. Okay. Wages. Wages. Yeah. Right. Uh, do you, and uh, how did you come upon the post game podcast? I listened to Boomer and Carton when I started working. I, I was just uh, initially at my first job. It was a lot of, um, well, you're, you're in the office for eight hours. You want to listen to something. And you want to appear? I was not, no. I was just looking for podcasts to listen to. I started listening to Boomer and Carton, thought that was kind of funny. Um, and then in particular, I thought Jerry was funny. How about that? Yeah. I wow. remember, uh, number one, your rant about when Craig tried to give you a $100 gift oh, card that was the and best. the Russell Westbrook rant. <laughs> and then number two, one time he <laughs> made fun of your uh, made fun of your son playing baseball and you went off on him. I, that that might have been off that on Boomer. Was, that was Boomer, actually. Yeah. That's the only time in 14 years I'm with the show. It's the only time in 14 years I've ever genuinely been upset with him. Mm. That was that pissed me off. We were at a charity softball game. You remember this? We were playing it in Brooklyn. Vaguely. Yeah, we were in Brooklyn. And, you know, Craig is, he runs the whole thing. And I'll never, so I had my boys with me. Matthew is now 18. Joseph's now 12. So he had to have been four or five. And even at that age, he could hit. And so it was like the last inning. And Craig's like, you know, Joseph, grab a bat. Come on, kid. Come hit. And I still have it on video. And he goes up there and Boomer's like, what are we doing? This is this is a game. The kids don't belong. I thought he was joking at first. He wasn't joking. And he was serious. Like, get him off the field. And then whoever tossed him the ball, he hit a line drive up the middle. And they threw him out at first base. But I was like, hey, good for you. Like, he went up there. He hit the ball. And he was, like, 
genuinely pissed. <laughs> and I was equally ticked off the next day. That That's the only time in all these years I've ever been upset with either of them. So then it I came noticed. up the next day where yeah. they were like, oh, and Jerry had his kid. That's when I called him the Nordic nutsack, I believe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Hmm, now, maybe not. I don't remember. I, but I know that's online, that whole exchange. Is the Russell Westbrook and your money seal thing the same thing? No. No, oh, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no different. the Russell Westbrook is, I think. Isn't it? It's a, I remember them being different. Yeah, I thought it was all one long, gigantic piece, but maybe not. Okay, maybe not. That was my favorite, the Jerry Seal rant, because, the, the, first of all, it was 620. So it's not like it was a day of ball busting. It was early. It was early. And just, I don't think I started yet. <laughs> Craig found those gift cards yeah. in his office and wanted us to earn them. And beg for them. And beg for them. Did anybody check if those gift cards were expired or not? Yeah. No, no, actually, I definitely used mine. And I gave mine to Bob Dwyer, who used his, too. Yeah. yeah. I no, actually, they were good. Yeah, I bought a... Uh, uh, Condo like in Bradley a, Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I bought, like, a mini Mac computer with it. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, they were $500 gift cards. Where he got them from... Don't know. Don't know. Maybe he was, like, paid by a client, you know, to do their commercials, and they gave him gift cards. Yes. But he just, like, unburied them in his office one day. Yeah, that was a rough one. That yeah, day. That was so great. I, I, I wasn't mad at him. I knew what he was doing, but it frustrated me. Like over I'm, here, over here. Like I'm a pauper, you know, yeah. looking for, <laughs> God. And I heard him not long ago do something similar in the afternoon. He does that, yeah, yeah. Where he had, so, oh, he was about Christmas presents. Right. He's like, well, maybe well, I, I don't mean, earn your Christmas present. <laughs> Tommy Lugauer accepted his, accepted his $40,000 qualifying offer, if you uh, listen to their show. He what was, happened? What was that? They were talking about, um, oh, we'll give you qualifying offers, one year guaranteed. How much money would you accept? Tommy Lugauer, $40,000. He said, I'm in. <laughs> wow. Okay. McMonagall turned down sixty five grand. So wow. He must be raking it in around nice. here for radio standards. Well, that's interesting. Huh. I'll have to check that out. So, so he's remaining a free agent. Correct. All right. Hmm. He considers himself the Aaron Judge of producers, I guess. I guess so. McMonagle does. I guess so. And Tommy, I know, and Tommy is a maid, so he probably wants that guaranteed. Money, right. As we found out. Maybe uh, McMonagle's thinking Eddie's retiring soon. Well, Eddie said he is. And then he'll... wonder if Eddie and I will retire the same year. You better not. You uh, told me 60. I'm going out at 60. So is he. He's older than you, though. Right. I'm hoping for 55. I want to get retired. I right, want like, to be why retired not? at 45. Miss why not? You married a person? I am not, no. But what are your thoughts? So we talk about retirement often. I say I want to retire. I don't mean I really want to retire. I mean, I just don't want to have to go somewhere every morning at 5 o'clock in the morning. I still want to – I got to do something. There's no way I could retire and just stare at television every day. What You, you retire at 55. What's the game plan? Uh, there's a lot of traveling that I would like to do. Like I always say, like, put up a map. And just throw a dart. I always do that too. I have a, I have an idea for a reality for the show. TV show. That's yeah, right. I love now, that idea. If it comes to like North Dakota, I'm not going. I'm rethrowing the dart. But, you, but <laughs> oh wait, but you, just you, block off some states. You say that 55. You look like you're in relatively good shape. I think you've got a plan till 90. You okay. have enough money to travel enough to keep you busy for the next 45 years. All right. Number one financial tip I'm going to give to the entire audience. Ooh, I like Call this. me Guy Adami Jr. Okay. I've been maxing my 401k and my IRA since the day I started working. Okay. So I'm 28 right now. I started working at 21. Seven years, I've been contributing $30,000 plus to my retirement. I have no kids, and uh, I'm not married. Right. 
Um, so you've you done al- well. You always say that if you didn't have kids, you would have more money. That's 100% true. That's right. like the number one thing yeah. that I learned from my job. Yes. Like everybody says they have kids. They're miserable all the time. There's no sleep. And they're expensive. They're very expensive. Um, Wouldn't trade it for the world, but they're expensive as hell. I would. I mean, I don't have it. I mean, because so. you don't have them. If you had your own kid, you would think differently because I did not want children. Yeah. And I was the same way. Matter of fact, it was, they were, I don't want to say arguments, but me and my wife had disagreements about it until we actually had kids. I did not want children. Mm-hmm. I wanted to travel. I wanted to save money and I wanted just to enjoy my life. Right. And then she convinced me and it's the, I couldn't imagine not having kids. No disrespect. I could not imagine going home every day with nothing to do and no, no one to go watch, play sports. And I, Sounds like you need a hobby, Jerry. I, I have a lot. I of don't ho- need a hobby. I have plenty of hobbies. I have more hobbies than I have time for. Your hobbies are associated with your children, though, correct? No. 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 Play oh. golf. Okay. I run a cornhole league. I was thinking about your coaching, like coaching I love baseball. Coaching. Yeah, you yeah. love doing that. Do. I, I would Which consider I plan that to a, do when they're done. I actually yeah. plan to continue that with my own teams, with different, with just different groupings of children that has nothing to do with my family. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. That would be a hobby for sure because I think it's fun. I mean, for me, I find that, like, I consider time as almost a currency now, right? Like, there's not enough time to do all sure. the things that I want to do. I agree. I can't imagine, like, having young young children, young kids that you have to take care of. That's just additional time that I don't uh, have. Not as much as you already. think. And I think when it comes to all the post-school stuff, so they're in school during the day. It's not like there's any responsibility all day until they get home at 3 o'clock. I can't wait for the weekends when my son's got a flag football game into a baseball game into a double header it there's nothing better like it is an absolute blast so again un- until you have kids i'm with you i would have been like ugh mm-hmm. that sounds awful but when it's your kid running out there and when your kid's good i tell you there is nothing better i've got we went to Sony Ripken in Maryland my little guy hit in, in a weekend hit what did he hit Three doubles, two triples, and like, it's awesome. I mean, it's you can't even you can't even describe it. I would prefer to do that a hundred times over than sitting around watching Netflix all day. Oh, I don't watch a whole lot of television, so. Oh, good for you. How old a man are you? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay, I still got a lot of time. <laughs> Al, Al's still thinking that he's going to uh, he's he's freezing his, his sperm so that he can have children. No. I was going to tell you, don't get a dog if you're thinking of getting a dog. <laughs> They're equally as expensive. No, the only animals I want to have are stuffed. So. Stuffed animals. I did think one time about getting a, uh African gray parrot. Yeah. When Jerry told me they live to, like, they're like 80. Well, we looked into it. Yeah. It was going to outlive you. Yeah. And plus, what if it decided just it was going to be a screaming parrot? You know, I'm in a condo. Yeah, you can't. I can't have that. You'd have to give it up. Right. Who do I give it? Just let it loose? <laughs> open, the, open the window. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're going to have an invasive species yeah. in uh, New Jersey. Yes. Just, uh, Thanks to you. Thanks to me. Yep. Hmm. Okay. So you're going to retire at 55. All right, so you still got plenty of time. Your 401k, though, this year looking like trouble? It does, but, I mean, it's still... You got such a long time. It's such a long time that I don't even look at it. It's just numbers on a screen yeah, to me. Yeah. You know, like I can always make more money. It's not a big deal. How do you decide what to put your 401k money into? Um, the firm has limited options. Um, I'm pretty young, so I just put everything into, into stocks and equities. I don't really bother with bonds right now. And you do one of those like all in one things where it's like, I'm going to retire in 2065. I'll put it in that thing. 
no, I don't use that because I feel like that is um, typically more conservative usually because they they'll usually have some bond allocation yeah. in those uh, regardless of your age. And then um, I, I'm, I'm super aggressive really in, in the market. So I'm buying a lot of uh, smaller capital and medium capital stocks than a typical person would do. A typical person is mostly invested in the S&P 500. Right. Um, so... Jerry's totally invested in the Odyssey stock. No, real estate. Real estate. Stock. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you, I, I hear you guys talk about like financial stocks, tax, sure, Teslas. Like I drive a Tesla, so any questions that you guys have, I let me know. I'd be happy to. Uh, Boomer wants to know where all the batteries going for these Teslas. That's a question that I do not know the answer yeah. to. Well, he might have to call his BFF, Mister Musk. Right. Yeah, where are all our batteries going? I imagine they're being buried in landfills, that would be my guess, but I don't know. I just shoot them right up the to the moon. <laughs> no, it's you, not. Do you believe in aliens? Do I believe in aliens? Um, I don't believe or or not believe. If they're out there, great. If they're not, um, it's no skin off my back. I don't really care. Who do you think built the pyramids? Uh, slaves. Really? So actually, like, human beings who... You don't think gigantic humans... <laughs> <laughs> that was one theory, Jerry! <laughs> There's a giant species of humans that were around with that, regular sized that people. They picked up pebbles and they, and they created just, pyramids yeah. that would last for the next species that would be five foot eight. <laughs> um, Al, send me your research on this. I might have to investigate that, All but right, I'm not. I'm not going to just believe it. Just you know, <laughs> right now, it sounds. No, even that one is a little far fetched for me. <laughs> these giants, because as Jerry made a great point, they haven't found any giant bones. <laughs> Right, we've dug up dinosaurs from millions of years ago, but we haven't found any of these. We haven't found a giant finger yet. <laughs> we've not found one large finger. Uh, no, hmm. but come on, that can't be. What are some other topics that we cover on a regular basis that you enjoy? Um, oh, did you take notes? Oh yeah, I have oh. a. Oh okay. Ooh, prep. What is this? Let's start going through some of that. I like this. Well, let's see. Um... Let's talk a little bit about how to rebuild the Yankees. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right up Al's alley again. <laughs> um, you guys are both broadcasters. You love broadcasting. Um, I, I have a list of some of my favorite sports broadcasters, the play-by-play and color, some of the best ones in my opinion. I have right. a list of some of the worst ones. I don't know if we want to. Best and worst. All right. We want to go, go into them. Um, yeah. I'll start. I mean, play-by-play, Iron Eagle. Is, yeah, 100%. Uh, is really good. Uh, I really like Spiroditas. He makes everything sound really serious and like really um, like a, it's a monumental occasion. Uh, Joe Davis, uh, broadcaster for, okay. for the Dodgers. Yep. I, I like him. And uh, Brian Anderson for baseball. I enjoy him as well. Okay. Um, I'm on you with the Iron Eagle. The rest of the guys I'm not really too sure about. <laughs> you know who Al loves? Andrew Catalan. No. Andrew Catalan's fine. He's, he's okay. <laughs> I have nothing against Andrew Catalan. I just... I feel like he's, uh, you know, a step down from, you know, like the Romos and the... Well, yeah, I mean, that's why he's not the number one team. Hence, he's a step down (laughs) or three or four step down. Yeah, I think uh, Andrew Catalan is the D team, so he's uh, technically three three steps down. So who who do you have some people you don't really care for? All right, (laughs) play-by-play, Bob Costas, Mm. number one. one. He had a tough time this year. I mean, I listened to his broadcast this year, and it's not even the stories. I, I don't mind the stories. It's the way that he presents information as if it's the first time it's ever been presented to the world. Well, he'll tell you, and I think he did, that he presents it that way because somewhere 
somebody somewhere in the country right. is the first time they're hearing. Oh, it was the first time but that I, I heard a lot you. of his stories. But it's like he, it's like he's inventing yep. bread every time. It's like, oh my God, I did you know that in 1962? Yep. Like blah blah blah. And Ron Darling had a tough time with him. Uh, I agree. Yep. And my second for worst, worst, Michael K. Now, why is that? I think Michael K. is is terrific. I listen to the on the MLB TV. I listen to the opposing team broadcast. But why? I'm just curious. Like, what is it I about find him that his like? um, cadence to be a bit sticky. The way that he talks, I find that it's it's a bit aggravating. It's like, hey guys, listen to the Michael K. Show, and I'll give you a hundred dollars uh, to mm. to the listener. I because you're not that, alone. A lot of people are not fans of his work. I actually think he's pretty good, but maybe. I, I find like he. He no, never disagrees with um, – well, I don't listen that frequently because I listened for the first, like, 20 games, and I was like, all right, let me switch mm-hmm. to something else. But um, he never really disagrees with Paul O'Neill. Here's and, why. And I, I've, it's funny. A friend of mine is a big Yankee fan who can't stand Sterling or Kay when she's got problems, and it is what it is. I've had this conversation with him similar. It's hard to disagree with the guy that did it. For instance, I am never going to disagree with Boomer with what happens on the football field. I've never played the position. I've never seen it from that perspective. And I don't understand the speed of the game and what play was called and how many check downs there are and blah, 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 blah. Michael Kay never played. So if Paul O'Neill says this, 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 and that about something that happened in left field, what's Michael Kay going to say? Well, you know what? When I played Little League, does he have eyes? A similar thing happened too. Does I, I mean? No, it's a different conversation though because you don't have that perspective of actually being out there with forty thousand people staring at you, making a play in a split decision or making a decision in a split second, and actually having that experience. It's hard to argue the player that's done it and can see and can tell you why it happened as opposed to Joe, sports fan that's sitting there. That guy sucks. What is he doing? Big difference. So let me ask you this. How many um, Marlins games uh, is uh, Paul O'Neill watching a year? I have no how, idea. How many? Um, Don't know. Like a, when he comments on the other team. Sure. His opinion is. But what uh, are we talking? Are we talking about plays that are made on the field or you're just talking about how good a guy is? How good? How good? Like if you just say um, how good is Robbie Ray and you ask. Um, and you ask Mike, uh, I'm sorry, if you ask Paul O'Neill, sure. and you ask him, how good is Robbie Ray? Is his opinion really going to be that much more valid than just a casual fan who watches Mariners games 162 well, why games ask a year? Him then? When, the, when the Mariners play the Yankees oh, and Robbie Ray's on there and they have this little thing that's like keys to the game, sure. and then it'll always be like, oh, you need to hit Robbie Ray early or something like that. Like, where's he getting that information so from? So you want him to disagree with his keys to the game? I want um, like that's I, what he's there for. I, I want. I it, it feels to me that Michael K is he does he never disagrees. It's okay if you agree for the most part sure. or you defer, but it, it's it's almost like it's like a hundred percent. Like I'll give you an example. Dwayne Stats is the broadcaster for the, for the Rays. For the Rays, he yeah. used to be the broadcaster for the Yankees. Okay, he'll disagree with Brian Anderson, the pitcher, um, who's his uh, his color analyst, right? And so like. I'm asking, like, why did they go to Michael K over Dwayne Stats all those years ago? I I don't know the answer. It might have been a contract dispute dispute or whatever. But, like, to me, I think That was when K was on radio, right? And then they slid him over to TV? I believe so, I think he did it with John on radio, and then they moved him over to the TV booth, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Listen, you're not alone. A lot of people don't like him. So I was just curious why. 
Not, uh, I don't like him, I don't dislike him. I think he's fine. What other topics you got on that list? You want to talk about color broadcasters? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Best ones, um, Sarah Kustak for for the Nets, I think is... Who? Oh, Sarah. Yeah, I think she's fantastic. Yeah, I think is. Tom Verducci is really good on baseball. I like Adam Archuleta for, for NFL. I think that's an under-the-radar. Who's he partnered with? Uh, he used to be with Spiro. He's now with, I believe, Brian Gumbel. Okay. That's a low-level broadcaster. <laughs> Al's never heard of any <laughs> of these low people. Low-level. <laughs> <laughs> he knows Adam Archuleta. Yeah, I'm familiar with him, yeah. and I know Sarah Costick. Oh. I've never heard her. Sarah Kustak? <laughs> Kustak. Kustak? I, I know she does net stuff. <laughs> and you know Mika Parsons. <laughs> and Mika Zibinijid. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a Zibinijad. And who are some color commentators you don't really care for? Uh, number one on my list is Mark Schlereth. Um, everything really comes down to, oh, my God, they can run the ball. Oh, my God, the offensive line <laughs> is so good. Like, they're just beating people off the ball. Well, yeah, like... Like, Jerry, you, you say sometimes offensive lineman, if he fails three times and gives up three sacks and yeah. 75 plays, he had a bad game. Right. Well, it's easy to cherry-pick a game where, like, the guy pancakes somebody. And it's like, oh, my God, he's so good. But, like, really? Like, that happens all the time. All the time. Absolutely. That is true. And I don't particularly particularly care for Charles Davis either. Um, he seems a bit. With Ian? Correct. He seems a bit too earnest. I thought he had a bad game yesterday. I didn't watch any of the games yesterday. He was the Colts-Eagles. They were on okay. a lot yesterday and didn't, didn't care for it. What does that mean he's too earnest? Um, it's a little bit of the, oh, this is, I, this, I, I just have to bring this information to you. Like, it, it, it seems a little bit forced the way that he presents his information to me. Well, there are guys, I, and I think it was him, maybe that in this one I'm thinking about. There are certain guys, they have so much information. Like, like football, um, when you prep for a football game, it's mind-numbing, the amount of information oh, yeah. that is at your disposal. And some guys will put down six, seven, eight notes per player, which takes you forever, which I hate doing football. There was a situation yesterday with Ian and Charles Davis where Charles Davis had a note on a player, and he goes into it and goes, oh, I'm sorry, that's the guy on the Colts, not the Eagles. <laughs> And then Oops. Ian saved him. Ian goes, yeah, but you know what? I know what you were thinking because he played on the Eagles. Yeah. And I'm like, boy, that was quick because he sounded like a jackass. But that's a guy trying to force in information that didn't need to. So you're right. You're right. I know they did this um, a while back and people hated it, but I, I really feel like they should try it again, which is just bring the sounds of the game with no, no broadcast. When you're at the stadium – yeah, there's the public address announcer and whatnot saying, oh, here's Aaron Judge, yeah. here's Giancarlo Stanton. But there's really not a constant in your ear, um, oh, this is what's well, this is what's happening. It's three and one, blah, blah, blah. Um, if they were to try that again, I, I'd be interested to see how fans would I be receptive. I think they do that. The um, TVs that have the, was it 4H? What the hell is the thing? 4K. 4K. The 4K broadcasts. You can watch them, and all you get is the PA announcer. Okay. So, but you have to have you got to know where to find it on your TV, yeah. right? And they TV just randomly it. put games on. Yeah, you yeah. don't know, and I don't know that there's a schedule to even find for it. But they have done it, and it is it is neat. They give you the feel like you're at the stadium. You hear the PA announcer, and you're just watching the game. I saw mm -hmm. it with baseball. I think it was last summer, but okay. I don't know where you find the schedule. I for love it. them to do that for radio. Well, with with just television, you have eyes. You can see the game. <laughs> It'd be great. Just turn on to 101.9 Yankee broadcast. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't know what happened.
Well, I mean, <laughs> and that'd be sponsored by Buick. <laughs> yeah, it would be a lot of swing and misses. If uh, yeah, that it would be, that's true. That it would Good be. Good point. That is true. <laughs> All right, what other topic you got on that list? I like this. Um, you want to talk about your SAT scores? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Listen, some people don't test well. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> I'd love to take them right now. All right, Al, I will make a counterpoint for right. something you brought up okay. a, uh, a couple of, um, I believe a couple of days or a couple of weeks ago. Right. You hate people video recording at concerts, correct? Yeah, I do. Um, I will video record like the, the, maybe like 15 to 30 seconds of the chorus of songs that I like. Okay. And you say that people don't go back and rewatch them. And I, I rewatch mine all the time. You it do. helps me go to sleep. It, it, like the, my you favorite have a playlist part of like of, choruses. Um, it's not really a playlist. I just have a whole bunch of videos on my phone that I go back to. And like, there are some concerts initially when I was at concerts, I just took pictures. But then I switched to taking video, and I'm like, this is fantastic. Like, I can relive the experience of being there um, in that moment. And I found sometimes that, like, when I see somebody really, really good live, I can't even listen to their music um, just, like, on, on YouTube or on Spotify because it's just so much more raw in, right. the, in, in the experience. So that's just a – I don't disagree with you necessarily, but, like, try it. And then for, like, your favorite Bruce song. Just record like a thirty second clip of of your favorite song and see if you go back to it sometimes. I like some. I would sometimes record if I record anything at a concert. I record the uh, blank stage and then the entrance. Yeah, I do like the entrance. That's cool. I do like seeing those. Like to sometimes the bands will have something going before they come on. I like that. I got that for uh, Geo's favorite Dua Lipa when she was in in DC. That was very yeah. cool. Yeah, I like that. I'll, I'll look for that sometimes. It's also neat, too, now the technology that you can, the stuff's on your phone goes right to YouTube if you want to put it there, or Google Photos, and you can just watch everything. Yeah. I have mine on Google Photos. I don't put things on uh, on YouTube, really. Like, uh, I guess, like, to me, social media in general, I don't know if you consider YouTube a social media, but social media is, consider it actually. is about, like, um, like, other people, like, commenting on your stuff. I don't care about other people's opinions. So you don't right. want I don't their bother. opinions on your video capabilities. No. no. All right. Or about most things, really. Got it. Good for you. Hey, good for you. I agree. What, what else? else? Um, I guess we could talk about sort of experiences I have with WFAN. Oh, all right. You have multiple interactions with WFAN? Uh, not multiple. I've called in um, twice. I called in to the, to the Boomer and Geo show once. <laughs> And I spoke to you, Al, <laughs> and it was about your podcast. I, I just oh, okay. Oh, so he loved it. Nice. That I was a very friendly guy. Really yeah, good call I, on line one. Take Andrew. <laughs> I didn't get on. I didn't get on the air, but I asked you if I could sponsor your podcast. Oh, okay. Um, that's the way to my uh, to my heart. You uh, <laughs> talk about you. Talk about me when you call into Boomer and Geo. Well, Boomer you said no, cars. so <laughs> oh, all right then. No, Al you can't. Al didn't want my money. <laughs> wow. Hmm. But uh, I guess is Paul alive? Like he is alive. Okay, like uh, he just like dipped off. He the... disappeared. Okay, he's still just, alive. Just uh, just he's still married. I checked in with him uh, recently. You know, I went uh, two years without speaking to him for wow. no other reason other than no podcast. But yeah, I don't know. We hit, we hit the pandemic. We were both doing nothing. You would think you'd talk more. Yeah, and then uh, then we've been emailing back and forth uh, probably for a couple of months now. Okay. So he's doing well. Don't do any John Gruden type emails. No, no, no. We're all very, <laughs> we're all good, Mm-mm. solid with our emails. Okay. Um, 
I guess interaction with you, Jerry, I guess would be just ordering ordering the calendars. All right. We nice. emailed a couple times back and forth. I saw that you uh, added the capability to buy multiple calendars this year. Uh, well, yeah, because I have a different platform I'm selling them on now. Uh, yeah. Shopify has been unbelievable. It's so much easier than what I was doing. So last year, I mean, I came up. This was I did this on a whim. I remember mm-hmm. talking to him. I'm like, yeah, I remember saying, so I was trying to sell them last year for the baseball team to go to Ripken in South Carolina, which was really expensive. And I said, do you think I could sell 100 of them? And then I could make at least maybe $1,000 to give to the team, which would take the cost down a little bit. And so I bought 100 to start, and I sold them like that. So I'm like, all right. I was doing those with Google Docs. Yeah. So when someone emailed me that said they wanted one, I was putting their name in, and then I would give them the Venmo or the – however you use your debit card or your credit card. And when the order came in, a blue check mark would go next to their name. Like, all right, this guy ordered one. Now I got to go fill the order. And when the order was done, I would then put a black check mark next to it. So blue check mark order, black check mark order filled. And that's how I did all the orders. Shopify, which I found, it just does everything. And it's so simple. Yeah, I remember because I tried to buy like three calendars last year. And, and I was, was like, probably... should I just submit it three times? Problematic, or... yes. <laughs> but I didn't know what I was doing. I was creating like online forms i didn't know what the hell i was doing really this happened very quickly last year this year i'm a little more prepared now speaking of the calendar yeah i'd like to submit a potential quote for next year i love it all right so here's my quote is this a your personal quote this is something that i say okay and your name goes in it then sure absolutely perfect everyone is dying some of us just don't realize it yet i like that that's pretty good that's very good actually that would fit nicely the one that I always wanted to use, but I can't commercially, is the one from Cake. As soon as you're born, we start dying. Mm. Which is so true and depressing all at the yeah. same time. Which is similar in a way. I yeah. like that. Yes, done. Some what people do don't want? know they're dying. Um, I was born in August. So August, August is yours. That's awesome. Fine. Just can't be September. I'm always it, September. In case he says something, I got September. August is yours. Done. Awesome. That's, that's easy. I'll I buy like another that. three next year. You can even submit a photo with it. Okay. I can I'll, make the I'll whole month yours. That. Right. Yeah. You're a photographer of sorts. Okay. So that brings, uh, I, I guess, sort of another uh, point. So you guys take input from Twitter frequently. You you guys, I'm not on Twitter, right? So Good for you, smart man. Is there is there a good way for people that are not on Twitter to sort of get in touch with you guys? I, I know that like only 10% of the U.S. or the world population less, is yeah. on Twitter. Would it be just the WFAN Did email? You Instagram? No. Yeah, no. I don't even think we'd have the WFAN email anywhere. I mean, our own, uh, our own one, our own. I could send it, my email address. So I could send it, good. send it to Spike and <laughs> ask him to forward. <laughs> and he would, and he would actually. But oh, you yeah. have my, you have my contact. Wait, wait. So. All you have to do, as you, you know, with all these companies, you see spikes and just switch out the names. Everybody. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I actually wanted to send Jerry Jones an email from the Cowboys. I'm like, I must have his email address if I got all these other ones. I just didn't do it because. Uh, yeah, I've done that when I, you know, trying to book guests years ago mm-hmm. that way. And it's amazing how simple some people that are higher up in the sports world, how simple their emails are. Yeah. Goes to try their full name at gmail.com. A lot of people have that. Now, Jerry, I have your Reco Sports yeah. email. Is that, a, is that okay to use? I'm for the only one stuff? that runs it. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I have no help. It's all me. Well, when Boomer invests $15 million for an 8% stake, you know, that might be a little bit different. Yeah, you're going to have to get yourself a staff, Jerry. I'm not getting myself a staff. <laughs> Reckless I'm, sports by the staff. Way, that whole thing with the Cornhole League, I still to this day don't know if he's serious or not. Right. Huh. 
I don't have a clue. There's legit. There's a building available that would be perfect. And Hill and Passing, did you go see the building yet? No. I think if you did everything and put it on paper and put it in front of him. Well, it's a lot of work for them for him to then say no. I was just kidding, Jerry. Get yeah, right. That's Don't you just take your – I presume it's a, if you're running it yourself, can't you just take your Schedule C from the last couple of years, say this is how much money No, he wants, he wants projections. Uh, he wants to know how big it's going to be. I only run it one night a week. He wants, he wants a full, full week business plan. Yeah. So what are we doing on Tuesdays? What are you doing on Wednesdays? How many tournaments are you running? Are you doing baseball? I'm like, listen, I got two kids, I got four jobs. Right now, I'm good. Yeah, Boomer's yeah. looking to really get involved. Right. See, that's what, that's what the staff is for. <laughs> good point. I know. I don't need that you staff, know, Jerry. You know what problem I've found I have is I am a complete control freak because when people don't do things the way they need to be done and you're responsible for their work, I have a problem with that. Okay. So uh, that's why you guys are always getting on Anthony Gallo. How so? I'm just kidding. I love Gallo. He's tremendous. All right, well, who, they get the, on Gallo. Who's the digital guy that uh, oh, is always Izzo. On, Yeah, Izzo yeah, is constantly, Izzo. constantly under fire. Yeah. yeah, and then he will continue to be part <laughs> of the game. It's kind of fun. I will bring up um, – do you guys want to hear about my experience with on Carton Roberts or you don't care? I got on the air one time. How'd that go? <laughs> Um, they didn't really like my idea um, <laughs> of it was during the baseball lockout. And so, like, when I watch um, sports in general, I, I, I don't care about the players, frankly, at all. Like, as long as it's a competitive game, that's fine. OK, so I was just like, you know, guys, let's just kick out all the current players and let's just bring in scabs and just pay them like one twentieth of what they're mm-hmm. currently making. And, yeah, will you lose some viewership? Yeah. But will you still get at least 5%? I feel like because if you get 5% viewership on 5% of the salary, I feel like you're at somewhat comparable in terms of um, final net income. Right. Um, they didn't go for it. Evan was like, oh, yeah, they did this in 1994. They, it was bad baseball. I'm like, I don't care if it's bad product objectively on the field. I care that it's competitive. Now, if you're telling me that it's going to be 20 to 3 – that in a baseball game, yeah, that's that's problematic. But I, I feel like if it's like ten nine because nobody can pitch, right? Like, that's competitive. Like, well, I'm I always fine. thought I have actually always thought whether you're talking about lockout strikes, contract um, negotiations, just because you got the best people playing it right now doesn't mean there aren't others that are capable of it. There's so much talent out there that never gets discovered. So if, for instance. If you if Major League Baseball wiped out all whether thirty teams, twenty five guys, all thousand players in Major League Baseball and took the next best thousand, yeah. the product would actually still be pretty good. How many college players that play high level college baseball that wind up playing maybe minor league baseball but never get a chance? They're still damn good. Just because these stars are gone, you create new stars. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I think you could actually do that if you wanted to get serious. So this is a I, I guess modern like millennial like like Craig's son yeah um watches for players right for star players like he loves now, yeah. Steph Curry yep. um but to me I I feel like I'm a little bit older I am technically a millennial but I feel like I've watched players great players one day they're here and they all eventually retire they're all eventually gone like all of us so when There's Steph Curry you're you're gone yeah. exactly so There's... when Steph Curry retires is Sonny There'll still going to watch one. is he still going to watch Warriors basketball, or is he just going to be like, oh, Steph Curry's not there anymore? He might not. He might find another star on the Pelicans or on the Grizzlies. He might be a John Morant sycophant. I mean, that's 
That's the point. Once if that's, they're gone, you find a new guy. If that's the direction, I guess, sort, sort of future fandom, it's, it's more star-driven. I understand where this argument sort of sure. th- does not work as well. But The I mean, danger you would have is if you did that and they ever had the balls to start their own league. Go, do which it. Which I don't I know don't that care. they would because of you – know, you might not care, but the league would then fail. So if you if you wiped out an entire league and said, you know what, you guys want too much money, it's enough of this, mm-hmm. we're moving on, we have a strike, we got another 1,000 guys that are coming in, and they're the Yankees, and they're the Blue Jays, and they're the Reds, fair enough. But if the current 600, well, 1,000, whatever, with all the stars actually had the balls and the money to start their own league, the fans would watch that. I wouldn't. You might not, but the far majority, <laughs> yeah. like you, you bring up uh, Craig's kid as an example. Yeah, if he would you go. did it in basketball, yeah. those, like my son, those kids are going to go watch Steph Curry and Zion Williamson. They're not going to watch that next great college kid coming up they never heard of mm-hmm. just because he's in a Nick jersey. Somebody would have to run the projections and do do testing to see oh, what sure. percentage that it they would, would actually happen, lose. Yeah, yeah, it but... takes billions of dollars to start a league. But if they ever did, then your idea would, would be in trouble because I don't know how many people would watch the new league. I mean, you guys are already more amenable than Craig and Evan. I mean, we're sort of just like, oh, no, it was, I don't it was disagree a bad product. I think, I think in theory it works. I don't Practically, I don't know yeah. that it does. But okay. I think theoretically we're not arguers, not Jerry and I. Well, we we see be. all sides of everything. You love arguing. What are you talking about? I do love about? to argue <laughs> yeah, I, certain things. I've never met someone like him that likes conflict more. <laughs> there, <laughs> is, there is an argument that you make with Boomer that I agree with you 100% on. Which is? Um, players taking max salaries. Oh, God, drives me crazy. Yeah, that is a problem. Why does it matter what – this is – I apply this in my personal life. I don't care what my coworkers make. They could be doing one-tenth of what I do and making more money than me. It doesn't impact me at all. It doesn't matter. You do what you do. It's it's like if I'm happy with the amount of money that I make, and now uh, almost everybody I know disagrees with me. This guy uh, Shashank being number one, he he's always like, oh, I, I got to make more, I got to make more. But like, it doesn't matter if you're comfortable. If if, if I have enough money to do what I want to do, like, what's an extra like ten percent going to really do for me? It's just going to be sitting in my bank account. And that, right. And now think about the levels we're talking about and the numbers we're talking about. Absolutely. Tens of millions, That's, not hundreds of millions. Th- of I, I ask this question seriously all the time because if these players say they want to win, if I'm LeBron James and I really want to mm-hmm. win, I'm making $40, $40 million from Nike um, on my contract or whatever I'm making. Take the veteran minimum and just get a, a team full of all-stars and you'll win every year. And so if you say, oh, I, all, I, all I care about is winning, then put your money behind it and actually do it. Now, I think there's a happy medium to that, but I agree with you. I mean, veterans I minimum in the NBA is a couple million dollars a year. There yes, are people yes, there are people all across the country that would love to make a couple million. Yeah, you know, 99.5% like, of the people in this country would like and to And it's make not that. like I'm asking him to basically be a pauper. He's making right. a ton of money on I, endorsements as well. Agreed. I don't decide. Again, I don't know that I would tell him they got to take the veteran minimum, but I agree. The every dollar thing is insane to me. Doesn't make sense. Somewhere between the veteran minimum and fifty million dollars. <laughs> yes. All right. Give us one more big topic, because then I have to go. My car is parked. Jerry has an update. Okay. Will you give um, us your your thing on there. Yeah, wanted to hundred percent make sure you hit. All right. I'll give you two options. We could talk about the bidding for this experience. Okay. Which oh, I think okay. is a fun experience. Or I can talk about my favorite podcast story in the history of the post game podcast. Oh. Your pick. I like both. I think we have room time for both real <laughs> quick. Okay. Give us your us. favorite <laughs> right. Give us your favorite podcast story 
And then we'll talk about the bidding process for other people listening if they're interested in bidding in such a, in such a thing. Yeah, because actually there's another one closing tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. It closes or opens? It closes tomorrow morning, I believe. Oh, Jesus. It's, yeah. yeah, it's already been open. And oh. uh, I guess we talk about them all, all morning oh, okay. tomorrow, and then I guess oh, it I closes gotcha. okay. tomorrow. Um, okay, so I'll start with the favorite podcast story. June 15th, 2017, there was a fellow by the name of Lawrence John Ripple. Okay. Um, a 70-year-old man, I, I, it was somewhere in, in the Midwest, <laughs> was uh, arrested robbing a bank, and he got arrested on purpose. He says that he just wanted to get away from his wife. <laughs> and his sentence was 30 days... Of house arrest. <laughs> I don't remember that's that, but that's awesome. Him, yeah, that is funny. Didn't quite work out the way he wanted it to. No, no absolutely be. not. He wanted Please, to get sir, away. Jail. But, I don't uh, want house arrest. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, that's pretty good. That's a good one. Okay. Good. Um, and, and that's why I say uh, number one, that thing that I learned from my job is don't have kids. Number two is don't get married unless you're really, really sure. You're right. Because if you way too many people that. make that mistake, yeah, you get trapped in. Uh, it's amazing never... how quickly people get married. Yeah. Like, it's it's supposed to be a decision that's, I mean, theoretically, it's supposed to last the rest of your life. And some people are like, yeah, we're going to get married. Like, really, you really thought this through, huh? And then they get married and realize, what the hell did we just do? Well, yeah. you got married, Jackass. I love when, they, you know, I watch 90 Day Fiance, which I love. And uh, they, it's like, they get married, they go through the whole process, and then they try to figure out how they're going to, Mm-hmm. be together like shouldn't you figure this out again do it way too quickly yeah yep 90 days not enough huh not enough you need more not enough all right and now what was your bidding process for this okay so um i bid i started bidding on the last day there were a couple bids um last year it the first one came in on november 19th 2021 and i started my bidding on november 23rd 2021 and there was a little bit, as Spike calls it, a little bit of a bidding war at, uh, oh, at I the end. Oh, I that, yeah. Um, I was not aware at the time that when you put a bid in, they actually extended the grace period or the bid period for an additional 10 minutes to okay. allow other people. So oh, I, I was thinking, I was thinking, oh, let me just swoop in at right. like 10.59 with 50 seconds and be like, oh, yeah. Definitely. So I bid $1,025 at that time. Um the next person uh, bid, I guess, four minutes later, um, 1275 And that's when the war really started oh between God. me and Jets Fan 16. I have no idea. Jets Fan 16? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was Al just trying to, uh, <laughs> trying to bid up his own experience. <laughs> he does have the hat on today. I like that. But when it all finished and closed, so I, my initial bid was 1025 and my final bid, which actually won, ended up being twenty five twenty five. So oh, very like nice. double. Wow. So you really went up there. I, I figured, um, you we know, appreciate like, that. I'm gonna be the first one to ever co-host a podcast. Right. It's going straight on my LinkedIn. Perfect. <laughs> um, and I know there's gonna be one that closes tomorrow, but even that person is gonna be second. And I might just I might just bid again and just try to win it again. And we'll Why see not? you again November uh, of next year. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it the day before Hunger Dog closes every year. Plus, get this tax write off. It is a tax write off. Yeah, you it's could, a donation. You could tell you're an accountant. You got all, you have all your dates uh, perfect. You're like there was a story on December 
It was it's printed out. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, Jets fan sixteen and I went back. I believe I bid once. He or she bid once. Then I bid again. He or she matched again. And then wow, I what went a battle, Jerry! Over the top for the we last a lot one. to uh, to surpass this year. I think we actually uh, because of that bit your bidding that I think ours was uh, the biggest one. Nice. Well, because the other ones you just come and watch. Right. This we'll you're partaking. Put you on a micro- we'll yeah. put you on a microphone. Right. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. This is also one of our longest post yes. podcasts also. Yeah, yeah. I far exceeded so, the 15 minutes. So, <laughs> they right. told Congratulations me be. to you. Absolutely. Do you do, uh, will you do a SIA at the end? Uh, sure. Jerry doesn't do SIAs. Eddie will do a SIA. I do the SIA. Now, do you want me to go at the same time? Or no, do no. You like, want... I'll, we can go back and forth. Like, Jerry will say, blah, 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 blah. then I'll go SIA, then you go SIA, then I might go SIA. Then you be, like, you get the last SIA. Let's so do if it. I do a SIA. You get the last one. Let's do it. All right. Jerry, do you close it out? No, you do. Oh, warm-up show. Oh, that's right. Uh, the warm-up show is next. Uh, it was it, terrific. It was terrific. It was hilarious and all that stuff. So, 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 pretty good. So, do a real guttural one. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it like we're real manly men. Ready? So, so, so. 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 Now as if we were girls. See ya. See ya. Soul? Get out. <laughs> that was very funny. That was awesome. I hope the uh, rest of the audience enjoys that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. 
don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, but you know what does suck? New York football today. Nice to have you with us. 502, the Eddie Scazzeri. What is up? A nice Monday for you, and across from me, a good Monday for him as well. His name is Al Tony Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. It was another one of those, uh, you know, Sundays Horrible where I, uh, Sundays. I put the uh, red zone on and uh, just was a zoning, a zoning out terrible. myself. It was boring. Uh, the whole first bunch of games were terrible. It's just there's a lot of bad football going on Ugh. in the NFL. A lot of bad football. The uh, the Jets are. I just, think the Jets could still be out there. They wouldn't score a touchdown. They're just like, what is going on with them? Nothing. That was nothing. A 3-3 three, three game. Yes. By the way, at 1 o'clock, there were two 3-3 three, three yeah. games going well, the, on. Was it the Raven game too? 3-3? Three, three? Uh, yeah. Carolina Ravens. Oh. Yeah. 3-3. Three, three. Holy crap. Yeah, it was, uh, it was rough. I was hoping for a 3-3 three, three tie just to entertain myself, I guess, with that. I don't know what. Like, there's so many like they just teams just can't move the football. <laughs> yes, the Jets it was are awful. So bad. Yeah. And it's funny, like even go, or oh, knock the Jets out of first place. The Jets are never <laughs> this Jet team is not if they they're not making the playoffs either. So stop. No, they're in a lot. I think they're in trouble now. Yeah. Would have been a nice story had they won yesterday. Yeah, but but they didn't, and it's fourteen straight games to New England. We saw the real Jet team yesterday. Tremendous defense. Yeah, their defense is, is suffocating. And a suck offense. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love how Zach Wilson is after the game. Suffocating and suck. Suffocating defense, suck offense. Yeah, pretty much. Like, they're asking Zach Wilson, do you feel like you disappointed the uh, defense? Or no. Uh, no. Yeah. He had I'm, two I'm yards. well aware. You had two yards in the second half. And that two. was, you know what's so funny about that? Yeah. Is... That was, I'm not sure who the PR guy was. I don't know if it was, I'm not sure. They tried wrapping things up probably two or three questions prior to that. And then they kept going. And then he started to cut it off. And that was when you got the final question. As an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. 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 Not even a question. No. How do you no. not? No, 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 no. Come on, man. What are you talking no, no, about? No, no, no. Now, in the beginning of this, um, he did say the right things. His second answer was about how difficult of a loss was this. Yeah, it's super frustrating. You know, it is. It was a frustrating day, of course. You know, I felt like I had, I had some balls that got away from me. And we're all right. Yeah, and he talks about accountability. He actually, at the end, it's long, but at the end, he talks about accountability. But then at the end, I don't know if he was just annoyed that he was up there for three minutes. He didn't want to talk anymore. I mean, I, I feel like he gets easily annoyed at press conferences. I think there are certain reporters he doesn't like. Oh, we got to they got to needle him a little bit more to maybe get something really crazy out of his uh, face. So here's my question to you. All right, all right. There's a guy. Is it Connor Hughes? Is that his name from Connor SNY? Hughes? That sounds uh, right. My question is: Does Zach Wilson despise Connor Hughes? Because I think that's him that asked the question. He had no interest in answering it. And Connor Hughes goes on SNY with, I think, Janae Coakley on the field and basically called it, like, the worst performance he's ever seen. A terrible performance. Yeah, maybe he doesn't like him, Connor I think Hughes. That's, I think it's possible. A lot of people think that's my brother, Connor Hughes. Right, I'm your name Al is Hughes. Dukes, though. Yeah, that's my real name. Right. 
And his real name, I guess, is actually Connor Hughes. Oh, it's not Dukes. No, okay. this is not Dukes. All right, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna try and find that thing with S and Y while you're continuing to talk you about it, the Jerry. crap football that we watched yesterday. I also we got a lot of, we got a couple of uh, the same curse word yesterday, the S word, Jerry. A lot, yes, over and over and over, over again. and over again. Uh, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver on the Jets, said this blanks. Sorry, yes, says the coaches need to put more trust in the wide receivers, which is weird. Um, did he say coaches or he say we have to? He I, said coaches. I just cut that up. Is that true? I don't remember him saying. I saw that coaches. in print a couple of places. The coaches need to put more uh, trust in the wide receivers. Well, probably the coaches doesn't have, don't have trust in the quarterback to get you the football. Let's see here. Right we can here. do more, um, and I, you know, I, honestly, I feel like they got to put some more trust in the receiver room. I feel like we can go up and make plays, do things, and and um, he doesn't say coaches. They. Yeah, but. I mean, is they them as a unit? Is it? I guess it could be. Is it? Maybe it's the coaches. You know, he like, doesn't say coaches. You though. know, like in an article when um, when it when a newspaper article has to put a quote in, mm-hmm. and the they have to they assume what they mean. Sure. And they'll like put it in parentheses. So is that what it was? I That's think what they so. did. Okay, that would make. I think sense it was like in me. a parentheses type thing. Like he, we know he means coaches. Uh, can I play something from SNY right. for you? Yes, please. This is Connor Hughes. This is Connor Hughes with Janae Coakley on the field. Just listen. It's like twenty seconds. She asks him the question. This <laughs> is insider Connor Hughes and Connor. You said in our pregame show that the game against the Patriots was the biggest test okay, of Zach enough. Wilson's young career. How do you think he did? It was a mitigated disaster. I mean, I, I think that might be putting it lightly. I mean, you look at these numbers from this Jets offense, and it is absolutely mind-blowing. <laughs> I think we and found our goes, guy. He goes, I think, I really do. I think Zach Wilson dislikes this guy. Just doesn't care for him. Yes, that's what I think it is. I think he hears him talk. And he's no, no, I'm not talking to you. Yeah. That's what I think it is more than anything. Well, this is great that he's just got to keep needling, <laughs> needling, needling. He will. I'm sure he will. He's doing his job. So you got uh, Garrett Wilson saying uh, the using the S word, Jerry. You got Rob Sala, Rob Sala calling the second half offense dog bleep. Yes, that was. Uh, I actually did I enjoy mean, that. Well, my <laughs> goodness. I, I, I did. Especially the offense, seven possessions, only two total yards. Um, no, dog. Uh, how about the fact i I felt bad when i think cbs put this graphic up the jets today 10 punts nine completions yeah oh my god i did see that tremendous wow just what a boring game though i really there's nothing good about it yeah the punt return with five seconds to play was their 10th of the day yeah 84 yards and what and i know and i saw it too there's no question about it that you could have maybe called the block in the back. The problem with going nuts about it is the block in the back happened at the eight yard line. Right. It didn't. It didn't happen at the forty. They still probably kicked the field goal because he had right. the wind with them in that direction. That's why. That's what Belichick did. They had the wind with them in the fourth. Even still, I mean, my goodness, yeah, the Jets could have been out there five more times. They weren't moving the ball. Right. They didn't even get it past their thirty-five for a for a while. Two Twice, yards. two, two times. yards, two yards. They oh, talked right. about two yards in the final. Uh, oh my half god! Just brutal football. Brutal. Yeah, and this, think about this: in a day, and I know it was windy. I get it. But you know what? Mac Jones threw for two hundred and fifty yards. They were great between the thirties. They just couldn't do anything when they got to the thirty. And then Folk missed two field goals. But you know he's out there doing literally next to nothing offensively. 
I mean, I don't know, something in the flat, something short, just get something moving. Oh, my God. Just yeah, As far as red zone goes, as you might imagine, Jerry, they were not going to them often. No one was in the red zone. And, in fact, Scott Hansen even said that. He goes, uh, the, the Jets and Patriots have not been in the red zone at all. Right. This was like, you know third quarter or whatever yeah. the hell we were at. It was terrible. Yeah, it was very it was it was uh, not good football. It's uh, one of those set yourself set your football back, Jerry, many many uh, generations. That's what I was going to say. In this day and age with the rules that are passer friendly, receiver friendly, offense friendly, you had a quarterback yesterday there for 70 yards in the game. Oh, the whole game. Yeah. 9 for 22 for 77 yards. Holy crap. Jerry, that's not going to uh, win you a lot of football games. That's not going to win you any games. Oh, my God. The Bills must look and be like, we lost to the Jets? I, I don't disagree with you. I You're right. Yeah. I didn't look. Who do they have this week, the Jets? The Jets play the Bears. Oh, okay. It's an interesting one. Winnable, but, you know, because their defense should be able to contain Justin Fields, you would think, if they continue to play the way they do, I don't. No, if the Jets are capable of scoring, right? It's going to be another uh, that was terrible yesterday. Game. Yeah, I, I, God, I don't know. Sucks. Yeah, it just this shouldn't be because the Jets are still six and four, the Giants are still seven and three. It feels like the air went out of the balloon yesterday because, like, week in and week, but when they go from win their wins to losses. There's such a huge difference in what it looks like on our television sets. That's the so you don't know who they are or what to expect week in and week out. Like, yeah, for sure. You don't know. Well, I think with the Jets, you know the defense is going to come and play. I and, think, I and think you, you know, know the that. offense is going to be a no show. The big question is, does the quarterback complete passes? I mean, honestly, that's it. Does he throw it to the wrong? I mean, Devin, was it Devin McCourty? I think, how about the one pass that he overthrows his tight end? And McC- I mean, I don't know how you drop that ball. But what a brutal throw. Didn't he have a, uh, a drop on another Zach Wilson interception in the first game? I think Zach Wilson hit him right in the It's possible. I mean, he threw the three of them game. in the first game. It's possible. Yes, yeah. it might have been him. It might have been. Either way, I mean, just, I don't know, man. This is, um, they're six and four, and you feel like they're going nowhere fast all of a sudden. Yeah. So and the and then bad the, day and then the Giants just got whooped by the Lions. The Lions were a team, and I the only reason I took them Friday, and you know why, is because I just want to be right about the quarterback and the running back. That's it. This was a dangerous game. I saw the Lions. I did the Cowboy Lion game a few weeks ago. Lions, they have talent. They've been they've been burned by penalties, but they play incredibly hard for Dan Campbell. Um, and when they can run the ball, and yesterday Jamal Williams scored three times. Like Jared Goff didn't do a whole hell of a lot yesterday, but the Giants didn't match them. I don't know. Like they threw for a lot of yards, but for not much. And all week, everyone kept saying, "Can the like the Giants need to score more than their twenty-four points?" Yeah, they didn't get there. They scored eighteen. Correct. And, I don't know they are either. And to then, be honest, right? And like, then I if, keep si- if I asked you if for real, if I asked you right now, or I told you. That the Cowboys beat the Giants forty to ten Thursday, you would say, okay, yeah. If I told you the Giants won twenty one twenty on Thursday, you'd say, could see that too, right? If I told you Saquon Barkley ran for fifteen yards Thursday, I could see that, or one hundred and seventy five. Also, I could see right. that, Jerry. No idea. I know. I kept seeing Matt Breida, Matt Breida. I'm like, where's? I actually thought at one point did Saquon Barkley get hurt that I missed? 
The only thing I can think of is, and I don't know because I was all over the map with this with the with the games in the in the early part of the afternoon. The only thing I can think of is you've got a very quick turnaround to Thursday. He wasn't clearly Detroit wasn't going to allow him. I mean, they stacked the line of scrimmage. That that was their game plan was stop Barkley, and they did fifteen carries for twenty something yards, which is nothing. Twenty two. Yeah. My guess would be that they said. You know what? We're going to spell him a little bit. We're not going to run him 35 times. We need him Thursday too. It's a really quick turnaround. I don't know. That I'd have to, and I didn't hear all of uh, of what's his name. Also, maybe Dable. there's maybe they're saving him, Jerry, for Thanksgiving. Well, that's what I'm saying. Saving his legs a little bit because the, if the, if you're going to beat the Cowboys, that's how you beat them on the ground. But that was the other thing. Like going into this game, I go, okay, uh, so you have to score more than 24 points, which you never do. Okay. Uh, but good news, we have Saquon Barkley, and the Lions are the 31st worst uh, defensive Ranked, right. running against, you know, the, the, about running the football against. Yes, it always works out this way. It is weird. Something on paper that looks like such a mismatch all of a sudden goes the other way. Very sure. The Giants also got banged up up front. I know a couple of their offensive linemen went out. I mean, but still, you would have thought a lot better than that. Yeah, they got they uh, got hit with a lot of injuries. To be turning around and doing a short week Thanksgiving yeah. situation. Who is this? Attery Jackson, Jerry? Adore. <laughs> Attery? <laughs> Attery, call on me. Attery. Adore Jackson. Adore Jackson. Uh, then you had Tyree Phillips. Nailed that one, Jerry. Uh, the center, John Feliciano. A wide receiver. And another cornerback. Yeah. Not good. Hmm. There's nothing. There's nothing good about what happened to the Giants. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, really. I mean, they had a very difficult day for sure. Um, and you know, they even they even got booed. Yeah. Going I into get the it. locker room I, at the half. I get it. A boo. I know. They they gave you not much yesterday, and I think there were a lot of Giant fans that were worried about the Cowboys on Thursday. Is this team going to come out ready to play Sunday, or are they thinking about Thursday? And I'm not saying that's why. I think the Lions are better than their record is. By the way, the Lions are four and six now in this crappy conference. They're in the hunt. Who? Kn- yes, they're in the hunt all of a sudden. And you think about some of the games they lost this year; they very easily could be six and four and not four and six. So it was weird too watching this game on television. Yeah. For whatever way the sun was moving in that stadium, there were a lot of dark shadows on the field. It was hard to. It was it was a strain. It wasn't on my aesthetically eyeballs. pleasing. It was not aesthetically yeah. pleasing at all. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't disagree with that. It was like you know how uh, the old Texas stadium there would be that big bright sun in the middle in one section of the field. Yes. It was, and then when they would get into that section, you'd be like, I can't even see what's going on, on my TV. The one thing I hated about that, though, was when it would rain in Dallas and half the field looked wet. Yeah, it'd have, like, Ugh. wet spots. That was terrible. Yeah. By the way, you know what I did? So I had um, significant back issues this weekend and spent much of the weekend in bed. And so I watched a lot of college football. At one point, I got bored, though, and I wound up – I have no idea why I did this. But I went to YouTube and I put in Cowboys Redskins 1983. And would you believe the whole game wasn't there, at least not what I saw, but I watched the second half, Madden and Summerall. You know what I forgot about the old Texas Stadium they used to do? The fans used to drape their banners and signs all around the walls. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, with like the sheets. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I felt, I felt like a kid again. 
I was watching that, watching Daryl Green picking off Danny White. It was, it was pretty cool. Was it Joe Theismann as the yes, quarterback? yeah. Joe Theismann, the art. White gets intercepted. Next play, Theismann, the monk for a touchdown down the left side. It was in, da- was in Dallas. It was in Dallas, yeah. yes. You had Tony Dorsett and Ron Springs running the ball. Remember Ron Fellows? I don't remember Ron Fellows. It was yeah, it was uh, it was kind of cool actually. So I, I didn't watch the whole second half, but I watched like <laughs> probably watched forty five minutes of it. It was <laughs> terrible because it, 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 the the format didn't fit the screen. It was it wasn't exactly clear, but it was clear enough to watch it. But to hear Madden and some and eighty three wasn't that long after Madden you know stopped playing, uh, stopped coaching. So they were relatively new together. It was cool, pretty cool. Did you decide which Did year you, you were going to punch in? I don't know why I just picked. Or did you just I, type well, in Cowboys, uh, Redskins, and then saw what you know? Sometimes they suggest things based that's, on that. Yes, I just I was I wanted to watch a Danny White game. I don't know why. I just I'm like, oh, let's see him in a game here, and I just put that in, and that's what came up. The first one was the one in Texas Stadium, so it was pretty funny. All right, five eighteen. We got a lot to do. It is a football Monday. Losses for the Jets and the Giants. A win for the Nets last night. Ben Simmons played his ass off. That was kind of cool. And we got Boomer and Geo coming up at six on the fan. All right, big old jet airliner, 525. <laughs> Same guy. Is that? It's Steve Miller? Steve Miller band. It, that sounded like a little bit of a big old jet airliner start. This is a Slower. wide wide river. Uh, I remember wide river. You Wasn't did? that on the new album in like the 90s they yeah. put out? Which didn't go so well. Yeah, it was never on like the greatest hits uh-uh. of records. No, not at all. But I, I remember buying that, that CD. With wide river yes. on it? I, I, a matter of fact, I might still have it. Oh, there, listen to it on your way in one day, Jerry. There are still some CDs I still have. Not many. Still rock it out. I kept a few, yes. Uh, your Dallas Cowboys. Put the whooping oh, on the Vikings. My, oh, my. That was one of those uh, where the spread early in the week, they were like, how are the Minnesota Vikings home underdogs and they're 8-1? and one? Well, explain this to me. How do the Vikings go to Orchard Park and beat the Bills? And then, all right, fine, you lose to the Cowboys. That's one thing. They got clobbered in that game. Yeah. And it started early when Micah Parsons has the strip sack of Kirk Cousins. Now, the Cowboys only got three out of it, but it was like, all right, they're going to try and get to him. They sacked him like six or seven times yesterday. Seven sacks. Unbelievable. Uh, What was weird was that, you know, at what point, when do you start taking fourth quarter? Cowboys players out of the game. Yeah, they quarter. did in the fourth quarter. Because one of the uh, – I get the defensive dudes. I get Diggs and uh, – Trayvon Diggs. And uh, Micah Parsons confused. Micah Parsons. Oh my <laughs> God. Whoever is number seven. My God. It's not Mika. Who's number That's seven? That's Mika Zabinajad. Trayvon Diggs. That's it's Mika Zabinajad. Right. Oh. But uh, – 11 you know, is Micah Parsons. He wears Danny, Danny White's number. Okay. Number seven was uh, – he got his uh, ankle caught on something, and I was like, this, "They're up forty to three, or whatever yeah. the hell it was. Get him out of the game." I, I totally understand. You're not wrong. I got gotcha. you. And playing Thanksgiving. And playing Thanksgiving in three, four days. That's exactly right. Boy, they're gonna be riding high when they whoop the Giants on Thanksgiving. Well, Ooh. I also think if they do whoop the Giants, if they do that, I think that seals Beckham probably to the Cowboys. Yeah, this I, is the Odell Beckham game. Whoever wins. It is. Well, I, I think what he's probably looking for, and I don't know this, my guess would be, because of the reports were yesterday, he's going to wait till after Thanksgiving. I think he probably wanted to see which team's got a better chance to make a run. A, B, who's going to pay him? 
the Cowboys will pay him. And I think after yesterday, had the Giants won yesterday, to me, everything is still up in the air. That loss was a killer yesterday. Right. Now if they go back-to-back and they lose on Thanksgiving to the Cowboys. Yeah. Because then, be don't they have, am I, I could be wrong, let me pull this up. Don't they have the Eagles after the Cowboys? Uh, Does that sound right? That does sound right, Jerry. Because they, they still have to play the Eagles twice. Just Google yeah, it. I am. He's I am. Relax. Uh, let's see. They've got, no, I'm sorry. They have the Commanders, then they have the Eagles. So they have three straight NFC East games. Uh, Four, actually. Because they four. have, yeah, they have Dallas Thursday, Commanders on the 4th, Eagles on the 11th, Commanders on the 18th. And then, and then they're in Minnesota. And by, and, and Washington, they don't look a pushover anymore. Oh, no. I know that was Houston. I get it. That score could have been much. They settled for a few field goals. That score could have been far worse than it was. And you're not getting Carson Wentz back. No. Taylor Heineke. Yeah, that's your like. guy. I know I you like do. him. You've always liked him. Yeah, he seems like I never understand why he gets like why they don't want him as the starting quarterback. Like why they went, blah. why they went and got Carson Wentz. It's like when you've got a backup quarterback that goes in and does well, but you don't expect much from him. It's like, oh, this is a nice story. You want the superstar. And there's probably a thought that he's not going to be a superstar, but you want him to be. Like Zach Wilson, for what he is. The hope always was when you draft him, when you draft him, that he's going to turn out to be the next Josh Allen. He's going to be the next Patrick Mahomes. You drafted him to be that. Taylor Heineke, I don't think, was picked with those expectations, was he? No. Right. So it's just it's blah. That's it's vanilla. He's blah. But he's good. He wins. Hey, he's all fired up. He's into the games. He is fired up, yes. I like him. And we like him, Jerry. I'm glad that you like him. Yeah, the yeah. Giants finish is hard. Cowboys, two with the Eagles, two with Washington in Minnesota. They do have one game at home with the Colts, and they finish with the Eagles. Now, Boomer thought that the Colts might straight up beat the Eagles. Should have. Should have. All right, so here's where this is interesting. I don't know how much of the game you had on or it was just red zone. I red zone to Jerry, but they were on a lot on red zone. They were on a lot. So I agree that you're not going to win games kicking field goals. I 100% agree with you. But I also think it depends on how the game is playing itself out. So they had an opportunity, the Colts did yesterday. They're up 13-3. to Their defense is playing out of their mind. And I thought any points you can score were going to be beneficial towards you actually winning that game. And instead of just kicking, not a chip shot, but I think they were on the 18-yard line. Instead of kicking what amounted to a 35-, 36-yard field goal and going up 16-3, to they go for it on fourth and four or something, and they don't get it. I don't know. I to me, I just I would have taken every possible point I could have gotten in, with the way that game was going and the way my defense was playing. They wind up not scoring. They lose by a point. And who knows? I know things change. You don't know how things play out. I thought that was one mistake he made yesterday. Now, uh, Nick Sirianni, Jerry said he was emotional after uh, beating the Colts because he loves Frank Reich. Nice. I guess he thought they did him wrong. Yeah. Well, he was fired. Same way Nick Sirianni will be fired at some point. So Jeff Saturday's still looking pretty good. I thought his team looked ready to play yesterday. They ran it well. Their defense played well. Unfortunately for them, they didn't finish. They did everything but win the game. But they don't look... I'll tell you what they do. They look inspired. Yeah, like I really was expecting that they were going to be a complete disaster. Just in... You thought it was going to be a Benny Hill episode. Yeah, like they were not going to know where to line up. They're going to have 13 men on the field. They're still all professionals. Yeah, oh, they are professionals. (laughs) No. They look pretty good. Yeah, I would say so far so good, yes. 
Uh, and then, um, boy, seeing all of the snow in Buffalo was brutal, man. But I was like, man, if we, they could not have played, we got ripped off of a snow, a really that wasn't classic snow. snow game. That you know how did you see what the final total was? Uh, what was it? Seventy-seven inches of snow, hmm. six and a half feet. Six and a half feet of snow. There All were right. some overhead shots of Buffalo where neighborhoods looked like they were completely covered in snow. Yeah. I mean, it was like nothing I've ever seen. Look at the honestly, it looked like the end of the world. They were saying they were they're getting players to the, the you know, the people were getting snowmobiles to help players yes, get the monster trucks to help players get to the airport. And they, I think they flew back last night from Detroit. Why wouldn't you just stay there? I don't know. I they're guess playing they, in three days. Yeah, it was weird. They said, uh, yeah, they I guess to spend time with their family. I, I don't know. Yeah, so I, I would have stayed right I, out. I get there. that. I just I, to me it seemed very complicated. It's a lot of moving parts when you're doing that. But yeah. yes, that is they do have families. We have to humanize them. That is true. Hmm. I just thought you're going through a lot of trouble to get there to play a game. Yeah, they didn't get in. I think the TV network said they didn't get in until 8 p.m. into Detroit. On uh, I'm talking about Buffalo. I don't know when Cleveland got there. That Detroit got to their hotel at 8 p.m. on Saturday night. Turn around, you're at the stadium by 9:30, 10 o'clock in the morning, and then you're hopping right back on a plane and going back to hop back on a plane on Wednesday morning to go back. Just it's a lot. And, I, and I know the flight's probably 45 minutes. I get it, but it's a lot. It's a lot of plane hopping. It's a lot of plane hopping. Yes, it is. And then Jerry, the Chiefs keep rolling all night long. Yes, they did. Well, they got a late touchdown. This Travis Kelsey. Pretty good. He's pretty good, Jerry. Yes, he is. So they win uh, by three, thirty to twenty-seven. Yep. But still, I feel like still, I feel like the Chiefs are quietly winning a lot of football games. No, they are. What are they eight and two now? Is oh. that right? <laughs> Come on. Just Google it. <laughs> is that what you're saying, Jerry? Hold on. I'm almost certain they're eight and two. Yeah. And I guess this <laughs> that's uh, your team. I thought you'd know. Well, that's what I mean. I don't even. It, it, they are eight and two. They have like, a know, big fat three game lead on the Chargers now. And it's like, oh, no, by the way, the Chiefs win again. Yeah. And we're forgetting about the Chiefs. Do you know? So let's look at this real quick. Because I saw this yesterday. So the Chiefs right now have scored for a team that people don't think a whole lot of. Because mm-hmm. I really feel like that's the sentiment. Yeah. If I asked you in 10 games how many points the Chiefs have scored. In 10 games? 10 games. 300 points. You nailed it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for real. They've scored 300 points. Let me tell you how I did that, Jerry. I said 10 games averaging, I'm going to say they average 30 points a game, 300 that's what I came up with. Well, you did that. well. That was pretty Thank good, you. man. I was actually very impressive. Because here's what I figured, Jerry. Is sometimes they scored more than 30 points, and then other times they scored less than 30 points. But I felt like, Jerry, the average over 10 games was, in fact, 30 points. Well, the average was indeed 30 points, Al. Well nice. done. Very Thank well you. done. Thanks All right. so much. Let's take a break. It is 535. We have more to do. Just scratching the surface than a big, fat four hours with Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 on The Fan. Going about a quarter to six. We got Boomer and Geo. Then a very, very busy Monday here on the fan. Lots of wall to wall. By the way, did you see the? Um, well, never mind. I'll get into that later. But yes, very, very busy day. I did something that I always advise you against uh, this morning, Jerry. I got gas at uh, three o'clock in the morning. I do that often. So I pulled into uh, the Wawa near me, which yeah. has the gas. Was in Mawa. Uh, no, not in not the Wawa in Mawa. The, the Wawa in it must be Neptune, New okay. Jersey. All right. 
And I don't like getting gas in the middle of the night. I feel like gas stations get robbed in the middle of the night. I think weird people are coming through at 3 o'clock in the morning, so I don't like it. But while I was getting gas, the... You go to the ATM? I do not go to... I did not go to the ATM. (laughs) While I was getting gas, the fellow who was pumping the gas uh, decided he was going to wash my windshield. Yes, very nice. uh, Very rare these days. It used to be a thing, but... I, I've, I've run into a, they do the back window and not the front windshield, and I don't understand that. Yeah, this, well, this guy tried and uh, instead uh, coated my car with a sheet of ice, <laughs> the windshield. <laughs> it froze right over. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, uh, he goes, it froze. I go, yeah. See that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there goes your dollar. <laughs> were you, were you set to give him a tip? No, I don't never have cash on me. A dollar? I don't have a dollar. Okay. I always make sure I give the guy a dollar, maybe two sometimes. Do they appreciate it? Most do. There are times, though, where they just take it, and I feel like, can I have that back, right. you unappreciative SOB? <laughs> but, yeah, no, most of, the, most of them do. Like, oh, thank you. Give them a buck. Or, yes, or two. Yeah. Depends they're on what su- they do. They're supposed to put, like, washer fluid Correct. in that water so it doesn't freeze. Instead, it's really just become dirty water. <laughs> yeah, dirty dirty point, water. Pretty much. Yeah, so then I had to drive, and until my defroster set everything <laughs> off, I head was, out the window? I was driving see? with, like, well, it was hazy. <laughs> I was driving with a frozen uh, front windshield. Uh, that's funny. Uh, there was a, a lot of other things, Jerry. I was confused, and, and I know, you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, we're kind of over this story at this point in football, but... Did Kyrie apologize Saturday and Sunday? So he did an interview on SNY that they released Saturday, um, Sunday morning. I guess it was Saturday night, Sunday morning, whatever. The video I saw was Sunday morning. Okay. That's what I saw. I initially thought he just released a video, and then I saw it was an exclusive video of uh, interview with SNY. Oh, because the way I read it, when I woke up at... uh... Super early on yeah. the, uh, and a Saturday or Sunday, whatever it was, says, oh, he released a uh, a video. Like, okay. And then hours and hours later, they're like, before the game, uh, Kyrie well, apologized. So he met with the media, too. Right. So maybe those are the two things. So he did the SNY interview. Then he met with the media at shoot-around. And then he talked post-game. Okay. There was a lot of talking. Said all the right things. Actually looked sincere. Yeah. I really, I really believe that. And then he went out. I... You know, it's so funny. I knew he was going to play. Once I saw that they listed him as active and he was good to go, I thought, though, he hasn't been there in two weeks. I thought he was going to be like the first guy off the bench. Starting lineup gets announced. Hey, Kyrie Irving starting. (laughs) I was like, all right, well, let's jump right back in. And how did he do? He did fine. The story of the game was Ben Simmons. What did he do? Ben Simmons played. He was 11 of 13. He was attacking the rim. Um, He looked a lot more like the player that was an MVP candidate a few years ago. Um, defensively, he's aggressive to a fault because he fouls out of almost every game. <laughs> but, no, he played really, really well. Um, Durant was good. Um, this Yuta Wananabe has been outstanding. And, you know, they they look like they, for whatever reason, if they hated Steve Nash, didn't practice enough, may they like Jacques Vaughn more, they look like a different team. They really do. And they went in, the one in Portland was huge the other night and the comeback. And I know there was no John Morant and Desmond Bain last night. I get it. But um, it, was a, it was a good one last night. All right. So for now, we're we're done with the Kyrie uh, well, talk. Yeah. I mean, I think what you hope for now is that it's a quiet season and they just go play basketball now. And you hope it's all behind them and that they continue to do things in the community like they say they're going to do. And it's about winning. Well, let's see how long this lasts, Jerry. We'll see. I, again, we'll see. I thought this year would be a very quiet year for him since – 
no one wanted him in the offseason in terms of if he opted out, no one was going to sign him for a big contract, it seems. Right. I expected him to be on his best behavior. Hopefully now. And that, that's not even the right way to say it. I thought it was just going to be a very, you know, workmanlike, let's just show everybody I can put up 30 points a game and I'm still a dominant player and let me get my contract. That's what I thought. I didn't think we were going to have any controversies or anything like that. Little did you know. Right. Uh, I also see that the Dodgers may make a run at Aaron Judge. So this is interesting. So yesterday I saw there was a report from a Ramon Cortera, I think was his name, a Dominican uh, reporter. All right. That I saw a couple people retweet. I did check on it um, to make sure this wasn't a ball sack sports thing. And he was claiming that the Yankees did indeed make an offer to Judge of nine years, 300 and something. It was like $37 million a year, which makes sense to me. Like, that's about what I would expect them to offer. But I didn't see it get picked up anywhere. At the same time, you also got the reports that the Dodgers, who, you know, non-tendered Clay Bellinger, Justin Turner's not going to be there. They got all these different things going on that they might have a lot of money to spend, and they could indeed go after Judge now, too. So you could have the Giants... The Dodgers and the Yankees all bidding for his services. Yeah. Very possible. A new suitor, Jerry. That's what they say when a new person comes along that was not in the picture. And a big suitor. A new big suitor with cash. This isn't the Texas Rangers. This is the L.A. Dodgers. Right. Who all they want to do is win, win, win. Win, win, win. Yeah. I also saw, uh, for some reason, people keep thinking Twitter is going to disappear. I I don't know. Oh, because Jeff Passon's on Instagram now? Yeah, I don't know know why people think they're going to wake up one morning and Twitter's not going to be here. That seems to be. I don't know. The guy just paid $44 billion for it. You think it's going to disappear? I would think it's not going anywhere. Yeah. But Jeff Passon, as you mentioned, started breaking news on Instagram, which is not really a breaking news platform. No, not really. And he held some stuff back only for his Instagram. Okay. Like he was tweeting, of course. He had, of course, had to use Twitter to tell people to go to Instagram. But that's not going to catch on. <laughs> it's not. I don't know if it will or it won't. I have no idea. How many followers does he have on Instagram? I'm not sure. Okay. I mean, because that's see, the answer. We want to see your pictures on Instagram. I don't need to see breaking baseball news. Well, that's, but see everything. I want to see Jeff, Jeff Passon's wife if he has a wife. Wow, that sounded creepy. <laughs> I mean, I dude. want to see where he goes out to dinner. I what mean, does he's he got order? he's got seventy thousand followers on Instagram. Okay, and what does he have on Twitter? Probably a million. million? No, for real. I would bet. I don't know. I would bet over a million. I would Guys think. I was going to say about four or five hundred thousand. All right. Uh, let's see. Jeff Passon on Twitter has nine hundred eighty-eight thousand. Oh, so close compared to seventy thousand on Instagram. Right. Where weird people like you just want to see pictures of his wife. Yeah, his wife. Where they go to dinner. What type of car is he driving? You know, inside stuff, Jerry. I guess. I don't need to hear baseball. Like, Twitter is where I go for news. You know what I'm saying? Instagram, where is that? Where I go for photos. And where do you go for your pornography? (laughs) I guess you porn. I don't know. (laughs) What about Facebook? You're out on that? Uh, No, Facebook I go for. Your Bradley Beach stuff? Yeah. What's going on in the Bradley Beach community and what's up with my family? Okay, that seems right. fair. That's your your a, family's not up on your Instagram? No. They really? don't go on Instagram. No. You have them blocked? No, they're not on it. <laughs> they're not on it, so then you're protected. My family's on Instagram just to make sure that their children don't do anything crazy on Instagram. But So they're not really posting. 
they post on Facebook to keep you up to date with their life. Correct. Understood. Okay. So I don't know. Hey, how about this? Post on both. Right, but now it's like, okay, now. And Jeff Passner, do you think he's posting a picture with his uh, breaking news or just text? Uh, text, I would say. Because Twitter, that's what it is usually. Breaking. Breaking, right. So-and-so signing breaking here. Yeah. Absolutely. Is John Heyman on, on Instagram? Uh, that I don't know. He How about not... John Morosi? <laughs> they did not make uh, pronouncements. Ken Rosenthal. No, haven't you seen. You want to see Ken Rosenthal's wife? Ah, sure. I like to see what everybody, <laughs> who everybody's married to. <laughs> you are such a peaking <laughs> pervert. <laughs> oh, I can go, huh? <laughs> like, do you hear yourself out hmm, loud? What's going on over in this I house? I don't want breaking news on Instagram. I want to see Jeff Passon's wife. That was, that, that's <laughs> I what don't even you know if he's said. married. I don't I'm either. Just, I'm just saying, I want to see, you know, we want to see your personal life. I got it. Well, good luck with that. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> I will. Quick break. When we come back, we got Boomer and Gio on a big football Monday right here on The Fan. Right now on Odyssey Sports Minute, her name is Amy Lawrence. I can't say it this way, Eddie. We'll just say that the Cowboys buried the Vikings. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Got about a minute left. Boomer and Geo awaiting their turn. Six to ten. They will rip through the NFL. Giants lost. Jets lost. Knicks lost. Nets won. And uh, what else? I saw a cool video over the weekend, Jerry, of a uh, former Met, Estrubal Cabrera. This was in the uh, I Venezuela. Cool, I don't know how cool this was. The Venezuelan Winter League. <laughs> yeah. Some dude hit a home run off of his pitcher. Yes. And the guy was very cocky about it. Do you remember Estrubal Cabrera and his bat flip against the Phillies? <laughs> yes. Had a bat flip for the ages. <laughs> well, he didn't care for being bat flipped on, so when the guy came around, he, <laughs> he clotheslined him. him. I know. Oh, and an all-out brawl went down in Venezuelan baseball. Is it true the Mets signed him last night? Oh, I would have brought him right up. <laughs> that was cool. It is funny, though. Like, you had a guy here that was a main part of a really good team yeah. for a little while. And like, I haven't heard of a Struble Cabrera, and you see his name in the headline. Oh, what, where's he playing? What's, What's he, he doing? doing? Yeah, he's clobbering a guy as he's rounding first base. <laughs> yeah, like, where did he go? I, well, didn't he what go happened? to the Nationals right after the Mets? Yeah, he the went Mets? to the Nationals. I think. I don't remember. I don't but, yeah, know. he was good. He was good when I he was here. I here. He's also been around the block now. and Older know, fella. Older fella. Maybe he's going to get into pro wrestling. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. If that was a uh, audition tape, it was pretty good. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.